You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 33. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and Author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm going to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your binges, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. Welcome back. Today will be a very special coaching session. You know that once in a great while I have a guest who you can learn from and hear another perspective from. And today we're lucky to have as my guest, my colleague, Corrine Crabtree. Her company is Fit and Fat, and she spells it the cool way, P-H-I-T-N-P-H-A-T. Corrine lost 100 pounds over 10 years ago by taking a very simple approach. And her approach was do only each day what you're willing to do for the rest of your life. I love that. She started walking and thinking through the food she ate. Before her weight loss, she really battled with obesity from the age of nine. She never played sports and pretty much lived in a drive through now she's completed over 50 half marathons, four marathons, seven Tough Mudders, and four triathlons. She's kept her weight off and now coaches women on how to develop an active and healthy lifestyle. So, Corinne, welcome. We're so glad you're here. I'm so glad you could join me today. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. So would you mind starting, I know we have a very specific subject we want to cover today, but do you mind starting with a little bit about your background and how you came to do what you did from, from your weight loss on up to now? Yeah, when I was about nine is when I started gaining my weight and I really struggled with it for what I always say all of my life because it felt like all of my life. And then I bounced around between 175 to 250 several times over the course of my 20s. Then I had a little boy when I was 30, and I just had like hit my rock bottom and couldn't play, had no energy, and basically just knew that I wanted better for him. Not only for myself, but I wanted better for him. So I had a meltdown with my husband one night and said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. And we arranged where I could go to the Y at night and he would come home. I would go to the Y and I would walk like 15 minutes. It was about all I had in me. And then it just slowly started being a little more. I'd try something else. Uh, you know, my confidence would grow and I just made small changes. I, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, what diet did you do? And I really didn't do anything until I hit about 175 and I joined Weight Watchers because it was the first time I ever had to do portion control. It just was really a matter of being sensible and thinking through things every single day. Did you have certain foods that were off limits or were you pretty much allowing yourself to eat anything but more just common sense? Common sense. I had no off-limit foods. And I joke with people all the time because one of the first times I practiced portion control was I would eat ice cream out of a carton every night on the couch. And I remember one day thinking about what could I do better today? And I was like, you know, I could put that in a bowl. And I mean a big bowl, not a small bowl. 
Right. But I didn't do any restrictive stuff. I really thought about ways that I could add things. Like I never ate fruit when I was a kid. And I started thinking, well, let me try adding fruit in. And that substituted some nights my habit for ice cream. So it just was a matter of really making just smart choices, not getting caught up in, um, I can't have this, I can't do that. Probably the only thing that I did that would be where I had a like a rule was for a while we quit eating out. I had such a bad habit of, I just grew up eating out. My mom was a single mom. We ate in drive throughs all the time. You know, we ate at buffets all the time. And I didn't feel confident that I could go out to eat and eat healthy. So we just opted to stay in and just, we, you know, I learned to cook. <laughs> right, right. Out of necessity. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't bother me to not go out to eat. That was the thing. It was like, I never did anything that felt miserable or like I would describe as, oh, I'm on the diet. You know, I can't do these things. I never did. I never took that approach. I always took the approach of I'm making a choice for me. So you had very strong motivation. You sat down with your husband and you got a lot of support, right? Yeah, I did. I have a very, very supportive husband. And then you started creating your own program with your own rules of things that felt doable to you. And it sounds like you were not really feeling deprived because you were creating this as you went along. Yeah, I really didn't. I mean, I definitely, I knew me. Every diet I had ever started failed because of deprivation. It was always, you know, I just always felt cheated or, you know, why can't I eat that and stuff? And I didn't want that this time. I I just, I knew myself better than that. And so I really went with the idea of, you know, I'm creating this. I I mean, I just tried to keep my thoughts very positive because that was what was going to keep me losing weight was, you know, if I was like all in and feeling good about it. Right. And it sounds like you obviously achieved that. So you're in it for the long haul. How did you come to the idea of prepping your food ahead? Because I want to explain to my listeners that one of the things I learned recently about Corrine was that she's a really big fan and quite an expert at prepping food ahead of time. And I love the idea of doing this and I recommend it to my clients but I could use some help myself because I tend to make the same few things over and over again. I'm not consistent with it. I get lazy with it. So tell me how you came to it and tell us a little bit about this as part of a healthy lifestyle. Originally, I got into it because I actually dabbled in trying to do like a figure competition, which is kind of like bodybuilding or something. I really got into weights. Once I got um, to a certain point, I loved weights. I still love weights. And I thought, well, I'm going to try one of these figure competitions. And I was only doing it because like, it was just a goal of mine. It was, I had a lot of loose skin and stuff. So I wasn't in it to win it there. It was more like just something I would try. Just the accomplishment of being able yes. to do it. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so in that we had, um, to prep our food because we, we basically ate the same things all the time. Like Every meal was the same. And one of my girlfriends was like, oh, you got to try just prepping your food ahead of time. I was like, what's that? (laughs) And so that's where I learned. And then once I got out of that, I kept it. And now like, like I teach people to do a food prep to make their week easier. 
and make it with foods that they know they'll enjoy, that they know they will look forward to. You know, it's not like a bland food prep diet. It's more about like I prep my husband's food. I prep my son's food who's 13. You know, like we know what we're eating for the week every week. And it, I really kept it and grew it more just because I saw how it took a lot of the decision fatigue out of eating. Like I would get tired of when I was overweight, going into the night, trying to decide what are we going to eat? And we'd end up eating out. And I wanted to take like the choices out. I want to plan and choose everything that I'm going to love one day a week rather than struggling through when I'm tired and stuff during the middle of the week. That makes so much sense. So is there a particular time of the week that you sit down and plan or do you now have so many weeks already done that you, you know, that you just go back to a file and, and redo a week? How does it work? Well, I have a little bit of both. Um, I have what I call my standard template weeks, the ones that I know are for sure winners in our family. Like my husband loves salads. Uh, his, his is easy. I just do, you know, a big salad bar in the refrigerator. My son has certain recipes he loves. I make big batches of that and we just get it out and heat it up. Um, and then like, like I'll have like a template week for a busy week. Then I have a template week for a week, like, you know, like kind of in the fall and we like chili and stuff like that. And then sometimes I just sit down on a Saturday afternoon and within 15 minutes, I know what we need and I can make a grocery list out of it. I just start asking everybody, what are you going to want this week? And I make my grocery list based off that. And by looking at the food, I go back and figure out how I'm going to prep it and how I'm going to portion it out. And do you do that for the three of you as three separate meal plans? Pretty much. Um, we do not all eat the same. There are very few things that we all eat the same. And it's, you know, I've gone back and forth. I mean, we've tried, to, we have a few meals that we all like. And I'll, usually on those particular meals, we plan that night where everything's made except I just have to cook it. So if there's vegetables involved, they're all chopped. Everything's just ready to throw together. But honestly, the way I see it is we all, all three of us have different tastes. And I just think that we should all get to eat what we want <laughs> to make things easier. You know, I don't, I wouldn't want my husband and son telling me, well, you know, we like this, so you got to eat it. And I don't want to be the same way to them. So right. I, to right. me, it's just as easy. It's not that hard. I think, I think sometimes people want to make it hard, but it's not that hard. Yeah. You know, I love your attitude about that because one of the complaints I hear a lot is how do I take care of myself and give myself what I need when it's different than what everybody else wants? And you have the same situation as the rest of us. And yet the way that you're approaching it is more from such a positive place as opposed to feeling very put upon and right. this is too much work and how am I going to do it? It's not fair. So I love, I think that your attitude towards it is really does make it feel like something positive and easier as opposed to a big deal that's hard to do. Yeah. I don't want to like force my family <laughs> to eat things and I don't want them to force me to eat things. And the other thing is I look at what's important. What's important to me is that we are a family and we're eating together. What we eat is like, it doesn't matter. It's about the time we spend together. I want us nourished so we do make good choices, but like I want us nourished as a family, nourished in the belly, nourished, you know, like in our heart. And as long as that's happening, 
I'm happy. Right. So can you give me an example? I, I know this is very random for everybody who's listening because we all have different tastes, but you mentioned some of the things that you do over and over again that are easy to do that could actually last. Do they actually last for the whole week? Yeah, that's been the thing. That's probably my number one question from <laughs> readers of my blog and my clients is how long does that food last? Right. I've been doing it over 10 years and I swear it, I've rarely ever had anything not make it through the week. So now I will say that I'm one of those people. I grew up really poor. So food would have to go really bad for me to be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know, it doesn't taste bad. I've never had an upset stomach or anything like that. So, right. Um, But yeah, it lasts about a week. I do a lot of mason jar salads. I enjoy those. Um, one thing that I teach people is that anything that you can keep in glass will keep a lot longer. So if it's fruits or vegetables, if you'll keep it in glass versus plastic, you'll get a lot longer shelf life out of it. So I do those and, um, you can go to either my site or you can go to Pinterest. There's thousands of mason jar salads, you know, variations out there. They're delicious. And I like those because I can decide every week. Like, I just love salads. I always have. Even when I was little, I like salads. But I can have a Mexican salad one week. I can have Greek another week. You know, just whatever, an Asian salad the next week. I can change it up and have variety, but still have the same routine. Right. Could you just give a little definition, talk about what a mason jar salad is for those who have never done anything like that? Well, it's the best thing you'll ever hear about. (laughs) (laughs) You go, you go to the store and you just buy those quart mason jars. So they come in like a flat of 12. You can get them off Amazon too, but they're just the old school mason jars that, well, I'm a Southern, that my granny always used to do things like um, pickles and stuff like that. But you layer in your salad. So like in the bottom, you put in your wet ingredients and then as you build up, you put in your dry. So like if you were making one, you could put the dressing in the bottom. I don't. Now I do my dressing on those like afterward, but a lot of people love to just have it all together. Then you would put in like your meat, you would put in a layer on top, like the cheese, some egg and things like that. Then you start putting in your, your drier ingredients. So like, uh, if you do carrots or celery or cucumbers or things like that, you start building up because the drier it gets, you want it on top. Otherwise it gets soggy. Right. So, and it's just real simple. And I tell everybody, always make them in the sink. So put all your jars in the sink and then do it. That way, the stuff that pours out of the jar is right there, goes down the drain. You don't have to clean up your counters. (laughs) Good idea. I think I saw a picture of your fridge in the video that you have on your site. And I'm going to tell everybody how to look at the video. And your fridge is like amazingly organized. Well, I have, yeah, I have tips for that too. I, every week when I get ready to do food prep, before I will food prep anything, I have two rules. The fridge gets cleaned out and the, and the, the kitchen's clean. If you start clean, it ends up a lot easier. You know, that's, I think a lot of the overwhelm comes with people trying to work around things and stuff like that. I'm just like, get it clean first. So every week, you know, if there's anything that needs to be tossed out of the fridge, we toss it, I wipe it out real quick and it's ready to go so that as I put stuff together, the fridge is ready for it. So how much time do you allow? Is it once a week on a weekend that you do it? 
Yeah, I typically food prep on Sundays. And so normally it's, it usually takes me about two hours. If I'm trying new recipes or just, you know, want to film it and take pictures, <laughs> things like that, it can take up to three. But I tell people all the time, you know, just start simple. And usually you'll find that you can do one in about two hours. That's amazing. I love that. So one of the obstacles that comes up in my brain that I've heard clients ask about or, or complain about is, I don't want to have to be thinking about my food so much, but it sounds like with what you're doing, Corrine, is that the more you prep, the less you have to think about it because you're making these decisions ahead of time. And on a Sunday, you take care of it and then it's done for the week. You don't have to keep thinking about what should I have? Do I have it in the house? Do I need to do something? Right. It just, it really is a game changer for people who feel like all they do is think about food. And I get it. I mean, when you're trying to lose weight, you do feel like it can be, you know, all encompassing at times. But I think this is such an easy way to be able to like think through it on a day, like I tell my people all the time, don't plan your food for the week on a day that you're stressed. Plan on a day when you feel good, you'll make great choices, you'll plan things that you will enjoy. And that's the key. Then the rest of the week, you're not having to worry about it anymore. You're just going to eat whatever it is you planned. And people do all kinds of things. I've got some clients that don't like, like I like repetition. Now, if I say I'm going to eat a salad, I'm going to eat a salad every day for lunch every single day that week. Some of my clients will do like, maybe they'll do a couple of Asian salads. They'll do a couple of like soups and you know, that way they have some variety. There's a way, there's ways to do food prep where you can prep like, you know, maybe two to three types of lunches, maybe two lunches, two dinners. And then you just, whatever it is you're feeling that day, just grab it. But you have the food ready. And it's a matter of the only variety you're offering yourself is you know, just what's in the fridge. Right. And does it help you also, I would assume it helps you in terms of the amount of food that you're eating because you, when you have a clear head and you're not starving, you're sitting down and portioning it out for yourself. Corrine, do you weigh and measure anything or do you just eyeball it? I eyeball it. I used to back when I first started, but I have I buy these containers that are, um, they're on Amazon that one, they make your food prep look beautiful. <laughs> when you stack them in your fridge, people are always like, wow, you're so organized. Like it's those containers <laughs> and they're real cheap, but I just, they, they kind of portion it for me, but yeah, I don't, I used to weigh and measure. The only thing that I really probably like nuts. Now my husband and I will uh, weigh and measure out nuts. We pre-bag if nuts or something like that comes into the house, we go ahead and make snack bags out of them. My son does the same thing with like, he loves cereal, things like that. We go ahead and portion everything down just so that everybody can just grab what they need and nobody's mindless eating. Cause I just have a rule in my house. Like I don't care if you need two to three bags of nuts, but you're going to go back and just get a portion at a time and not just sit with a can and eat mindlessly out of it. Right. So you're very aware of habits that could lead you to not paying attention to what you're doing. And with what you, the way that you lived and ate as a kid, you don't want your own son to go to do that. Yeah. I want him to just, you know, like we don't put any rules around how much food you can have. It's more about 
when you eat, I just want it to be a conscious experience. And I think that's huge for women trying to lose weight. And that's why food prep is so important. It makes your mealtime a conscious experience instead of just something that you're just doing out of emotion or boredom or whatever. What are some of the obstacles that might come up if somebody wants to do this? What are the common things they might run into? Let's see if we could unearth them and deal with them right now before somebody even gets started. The biggest one is people think about food prep and they think, now I'm going to go from doing nothing to every single meal. And then it's going to take them six hours on a Sunday and they'll never do it again because they're like, oh, that's crap. (laughs) (laughs) That girl was like telling me this is going to take two hours. So the first thing I do is I tell people start with the easiest meal. Like for most, it's going to be breakfast. Do a week where you just practice getting breakfast done and that that is your automatic choice and that's what you're doing. Then I tell people layer in like lunch. The next week you're going to prep a breakfast and then you're going to prep a lunch. And then the next week you're going to do a breakfast, a lunch, and maybe two to three dinners. Dinners tend to be the biggest obstacle one because women do have the whole story of, oh, I got to feed a family and I don't, you know, when it's just you feeding you, it's easier. So I always get people like build up to where like your food is done. Then you start layering in the family. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then snacks and snacks are pretty easy because you can, in the beginning, you can buy them pre-portioned. If you know, want a protein bar, you buy a protein bar. You don't have to, you know, make your homemade granola protein bars on the first right. week, which is what people usually do. They pick out crazy Pinterest recipes and don't understand why this isn't easy. And it's like, start slower, start with some basics. Right, right. We don't realize what goes into making those pictures look so beautiful and right. and start and get overwhelmed. So I love what you're saying about don't jump in 100%. How many meals are in a week plus snacks and expect it to be done in two hours, but just start with breakfast first, for example, Mm -hmm. and then add in lunch and pick some things that you usually do. Now, do you, you're running around. I know that you work out a lot and you have clients, you have an active business, you have a child. Do you carry some of the food with you during the week? I do sometimes. I used to snack more. Back when I used to eat seven meals a day, I always carried a cooler. So if you are the kind of person who likes to eat more meals through the day, then yes, you would carry some of your food. Now, I really only eat about three times a day. Every now and then I'll grab some nuts if I'm hungry. But I, the thing that I have refined in my own weight loss journey is food is not an emergency. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So if, and I, one of my clients actually told me this, she's like, just remember hunger is never an emergency. So I've been trying to just get to where I don't eat in the car anymore. And like, I just want to enjoy my food. So I wait till I get home. If I know for sure that I'm going to be gone a long time, I will carry a meal with me. And, but that's the nice thing. I have that option. You know, if I want to carry a meal with me, I can, because it's all done. I don't have to just you know, be like, oh, go scrounge something together or hit a drive-through. Right. You need to make peace with that balance between recognizing your hunger, honoring your hunger and feeding yourself, but being okay if occasionally you're going to be hungry until you get to the next meal or snack, that it's not urgent and nothing is wrong. Right. And that, you know, for me, like I used to eat 
six to seven times a day, just really small meals. And I've just found that as I've kept the weight off and stuff that I didn't, um, I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to get to where, you know, like I would just have a meal and not have to think about it to the next meal. And, uh, it's worked better for me, but I grew into that. I, and I also wanted just to kind of practice like exactly what you just said. The idea, like, I don't go, like, I don't want anybody to think like I'm always hungry. I do not do that, but it's more of, I don't do all that preemptive eating. I'm afraid I'm going to get hungry. That's what I wanted to get away from is just being able to be like, you know, it's just, I might get hungry every now and then and it's okay. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's not our goal and that's not how we lose weight by being hungry. And we do want to be responsive to the hunger and feed ourselves when we feel it. But as you said, I like that that thought is it's not an emergency, especially if you think ahead. And I do think if you're going to be out for any long period of time, you do want to carry something to get you through one of those little snack bags that you talked about. Yeah. Like if I know I'm going to go to the mall, for example, and cause I'm a marathon shopper, if I ever go to the mall, it's like <laughs> to win it. <laughs> so I would probably take something to the mall cause I'm not going to want to eat in a food court. I would much rather have, like, I would probably eat lunch and I wouldn't come home until like seven o'clock at night. So I know I'm going to miss, you know, have a big window. I would take a snack. I would, or I would take my dinner and put it in a little cooler. And then I would just come back and, you know, I would, I don't know, sit in a food court and just eat it. I've done that millions of times because I would rather eat my food often than to eat food that's at a, like a food court or something. Did that take a big mind shift, Corrine, you know, to not feel like you were missing out on something? And what happens? I mean, I, I assume you plan for when you go out with friends and skip a meal then, skip a skip a prepped meal then. Um, yeah, I mean, I go out and eat, you know, with my friends and stuff. If, if I skip, a, you know, every now and then you're just going to have some leftover food that you have to get rid of. But I always feel like I'm saving so much money doing the food prep and stuff that if I have to throw one out because I overcooked or whatever, that's fine. And one of my um, clients actually said this the other, just, I mean, this was like literally in the last three days she, she was talking and she said, the way I see it is if I will make a car payment, then I'm willing to invest a little bit in my food <laughs> because that goes <laughs> into my body. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so what do you advise to your clients and my listeners, how they can stay motivated to make this a regular practice. What do you tell yourself about it? I remind myself how worth it it is. Um, I do a lot of, now I journal almost every day. I have been literally keeping a diary or journal since I was about nine years old. And that's how I knew how far back my obesity reached because my very first diary entry was talking about my weight at, you know, nine years old. And so I do a lot of like reminding myself when things that I'm doing that are healthy make my life easier and make me feel good. I think it's one thing to like do it and know it. It's another thing to remind yourself and express it in a different way. So that would be one of the things I would tell people is just really reflect on what it's giving you in life. You know, what is it, what is it doing for you? It takes a little time on the front end, but you know, really embrace every moment that it saves an argument with your family about oh, where are we going to go eat? I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> you right. know, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and then just each time that 
you're thankful that you have prepped food because you can really tell that would have been a time I would have sabotaged myself. So it really gives you freedom. It's not a constraint. It, it involves an investment of time. But in the big picture of the week, it's really a small investment. It is. And that's, you know, that's, I think, the beauty between freedom and constraint. Like you're constraining yourself to this menu that you made when you were level-headed, not starving and stressed out. But then you have all this freedom through the week to eat food that you like, not have to think about it, do other things. You know, just, it just, there's that beautiful balance between the constraint and the freedom there. I love it. And is that one of the things I was going to ask you what you love most about it? I think that's probably one of the things. What else? You know, I think it's, I know this sounds odd, but I just love the process of prepping. I, you know, I think it stretches back to when I was a kid, you know, my mom, she just, she didn't get to cook for us very often and stuff because she was always working. And I feel like I am really nurturing myself and my family on that day. I mean, I, I mean, it is like Zen, like I put on my essential oils. I got some music going. I mean, I make it an experience. Like somebody would make a romantic evening. It's like <laughs> I love that, but you're doing it for you. Yeah. It's I like mean, a date with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't look at it as a burden. I look at it as a way to, it's like the ultimate expression of love through food for my family. You know, or it's like, you know, like some people love to cook pies and stuff. For me, food prep is like loving my family and loving myself. So that's probably my favorite. And, you know, other than just having food that's easy to grab. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great thought. And you said you've been doing it for 10 years. Yes. And my husband, we were joking about it last night because I was talking. I didn't actually get my food prep done yesterday. I had some work projects that came up. So I'm doing it this afternoon. I carved out time and I'm going to have all my stuff going. And my son's going to help me today because he's home for the summer. We were just joking around last night about how they don't get involved very often because I'm the expert in it. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I get that. <laughs> right. But they can, they can help and you can still direct. Yes. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I don't know. It's just that beautiful thing of like, I, I feel like I get to do something that like my mom never got to do for us. So it, you know, it feels good. Yeah. I love that. And it's like an ongoing motivating thought, you know, you're doing it for a truly good reason that's important to you and it resonates with you in your heart so that it's not going to be that often that you don't feel like doing it. And if you do, it sounds like you have flexibility, just like you didn't get to it yesterday. We're speaking today on a Monday and you're going to make up and get in there and do it today. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like we just don't go a week where we don't work. Like I don't do it. I mean, we just always, I can always put together some kind of food prep. You know, there's some weeks when we travel, I travel quite a bit. So a lot of times I come home on a Sunday I go to the store the second I get off the airplane. Like we get off the airplane, I drop my husband in the bags off at the house. I go to the grocery store and I have food preps that are rotisserie chickens, bags of salad, you know, things that are already done and I get it done. But it's just, it's important to us and it makes our life so easy. It gives us more time as a family too, because I'm not spending a ton of time cooking every night, cleaning up the kitchen. And that's the other thing. You clean the kitchen once a week. Like I'm like, how does not everybody do this? <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. 
<laughs> exactly. Is there anything that I have not asked you that you would like to share about this whole concept of food prep? No, you know, I, I don't think so. I think it's more just in general with weight loss. I think that I talked a lot about doing things because I love it. I think when you're trying to lose weight, you have got to find all the things you love. If you don't, I mean, that's exactly how I lost mine. It was a matter of creating the life I wanted. I never thought about changing my life and suffering to get to a point so that I could have a life. I just really was like, you know, if I'm going to love this life, I've got to create one that I do love and I got to love it all the way down. And so right. you know, just layering in all the things that, you know, will make you happy. Oh, I do have one tip. Yes. Don't fall down the wormhole of Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> I would just find some people who have recipes that you know that are healthy and just ask them, Hey, what's that recipe? Rather, because Pinterest, my clients go over there and they're like, I thought that would be so easy. It never is easy. <laughs> I know. It's also a, t a really major time suck because I will confess that literally just this past weekend, I found Pinterest. I never looked at it before. And it can just take away your whole weekend. It can take away a whole day, a whole night. Everything looks so gorgeous. But the goal is not to get from where you are to suddenly making these gourmet things. It's to just make simple things that you like or as complicated as you want, but it's got to be doable for you. Yeah, that's, that's a big key point right there. Doable for you. I tell my people all the time, does it feel reasonable? Does it feel doable? If it feels doable, you'll probably do it. Or like give your, like I tell them, I, when they do a, like a food plan, they'll make out their little meal plans and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, on a scale of one to 10, how good do you feel about being able to do this? If they rate it below an eight, they need to tweak. Like it's got to be an eight or it's probably, there's not enough willpower and motivation through the week to get it done. That is an excellent idea. This has really been very, very helpful and motivating because personally, I've always wanted to make this a regular routine and now I know how, and I'd love to share this with my clients and my listeners. So thank you. Now, Kareen has something for you and the link is in the show notes. I'm going to say it before we finish, but it's a blog on easy food prep for a busy week, which we all can relate to. And the blog has a freebie in it with notes of the tips and the items that she used and where to get things and a full length video on how she did that easy button of food prep. And that link, you can get it in the show notes or just go to fitandfat.com forward slash cookie. And it's P-H-I-T dash N dash P-H-A-T dot com forward slash cookie. You will find it in there. But I have loved this and I hope that all of you do too. And at least give it a try. As Kareen said, at least start with breakfast. Find out how this can make things easier for you and take away the constant thoughts about food, the worry about food, the decisions about food. The goal is to make it easy and sustainable. So the link that we talked about is in the show notes. Be sure and take a look. Check out her instructions. And while you're working on Project U, this is definitely something that you should try. Corrine, I want to thank you again. 
Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. (laughs) I'm glad. I hope to see everybody back here next week where you and I will continue to work on your emotional eating and binge eating step by step until they both become something that you used to do. That's our ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.